This is In the Know for Monday, June 14, the 165th day of 2021. There are 200 days left in the year. Good morning, MB, guiding you through In the Know at K105. On Litchfield's country station, 1039 The Moose. Live online at K105.com via the Apple and Android smartphone app. Using the SoundCloud or iTunes podcast on Facebook. Watch on YouTube Live on Periscope. And the hashtag is in the know. Coming up today, it's Flag Day. We'll update you on the latest news headlines from around the community, the county, the Commonwealth, and the country. We will look back on a weekend. We will also look forward to some milder temperatures and a really strange phenomena at Mammoth Cave National Park over the weekend. That and a whole lot more coming up today here on In the Know. Settling in to my left, rolling Mach 9 with her hair on fire, is my beautiful wife. The beautiful girl. It's speech. Good morning, sweetheart. Good morning. How you doing? I'm good. I'm tired, but I'm good. You must have known that it was Flag Day when you prepared to come to work today, since you're sporting the old red, white, and blue. Well, I do have things on my calendar, so yes. <laughs> but that was not my intention when I put on this shirt. That was so. not entirely. But the no. fact that you are wearing uh, red, white, and blue yes. is is uh, serendipitous for today. Yes. Also, so you know, Sunday is uh, Father's Day, but uh, it's also first day of summer. So something for right. everyone to celebrate coming up on Sunday. He is the five-time winner of the coveted Ohio NewsHawk Award. He's the two-time Silver Sound nominee covering every corner of the globe, London, Moscow, Paris, and even Mammoth Cave. <laughs> He's Sam Gormley and the Sports. Morning, Sam. Morning, Ralph. How you doing? Good. How are you? I'm doing well. You've been through Mammoth Cave National Park a few times, yes? I've been in the cave once. But you've been through the park. Yeah, going, you know, going your, down. I mean, if you're going to Glasgow, if you're okay, going yeah, to Cave yeah, yeah. City, or you got to go to Caverna, you can like go through if you're, if you're going that mm-hmm. way. I just, it's always, you know, you always want to be really careful about not exceeding the speed limit in the park as oh, well. Yes. Cause that's, oh, that uh, is oh, so yes. true. Much more, they're, they're a little more strict, is my, is my point. So you just might want to, it's like an airport, be, be aware of that. But I did run across something really interesting yesterday that happened over at, uh, over at Mammoth Cave. There was a late afternoon thunderstorm that moved through, through our region. And according to the National Park Service over at Mammoth Cave, they said, today we had a large and unexpected storm come through the park, which caused a quick drop in the temperature. This pressure change caused the airflow to reverse, pulling into the cave, resulting in a dense fog filling the rotunda room. It looks fake. It does look fake. If you go, if you've ever been over in the rotunda room, maybe you've been through the park once or twice, maybe on a school field trip, and you know it's a very it's it's a very impressive experience, and especially when they turn the lights out. But I didn't like it when they turned the the lights out. But it was amazing how much light one match can put off in something complete and total darkness when they uh, when they extinguish the lights. But it's this cloud that's hovering up underneath the the dome of the rotunda. And it was just it was such an impressive feature that I wanted to grab it and share uh, with you. It's on their it's on their Twitter account if you want to go see it for yourself if you're not watching. Too. It's on their Facebook yeah. as well. If you're not watching you can go see it. I just thought it was uh, remarkable and one of those weird phenomena that I was happens. Reading into their explanation of the science of it, and it didn't it didn't make sense to me. I just said, "Okay, well, that looks cool." Yeah the 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 picture impressed me enough. I don't need to know. I don't need yeah, a science lesson necessarily. About the, the amount of rain and the temperature on the top versus the bottom, and 
It sounds like there's some trigonometry involved there that maybe Calculus I don't want to in involved in. Uh, cooler, less humid air arriving this week, whether you're in the cave. Well, the cave's pretty constant. Uh, but above the cave, it's going to be warm today. But it will be absent as much of the humidity as you experienced over the weekend. So, so that the the humidity disappears ahead of the temperature disappearing. So we'll still be warm today. And uh, ninety four is what uh, the Wave Three Storm Tracking Team is saying. I I think maybe ninety two uh, out away from the city is more likely. But then. We'll see less humid air arriving tomorrow and Wednesday. It's going to be very nice Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. And then the warm, muggy air returns for the weekend. So next Saturday and Sunday, the especially for Father's Day, the temperature isn't going to be as high, but the humidity is going to be high, which will make it feel a little more uncomfortable. So kind of an up-and-down uh, week weather-wise, but mostly sunny and 92 to 94 today. Uh, not much chance of rain at all. Mostly clear, 64 tonight, and then sunny and 84 tomorrow with 0% chance of rain. I think tomorrow is going to be just a wonderful day. Yeah, me too. Uh, it'll feel a little less oppressive than it felt over the weekend, but oh. the temperature is still going to be warm. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I had to change my windshield wipers on my car. It was just one of those things that I did, and I was outside at about 4 o'clock on Saturday for, mm. I mean, what, how long does that take? Maybe five minutes? Maybe. And it was just like a sweat and mug, and it was disgusting. It's like I'd been out there for three hours. I guess you were wishing that you had waited until about 7 o'clock yes. on Saturday yes. in order to do yes. it, although I'm not sure it was a lot more comfortable. No. But it had to be some more comfortable three hours later. Also, I will. Uh, I don't know who the winning bidder was, but I'll be the first to announce I came up a few dollars short on the Jeff Bezos Amazon trip to space auction. But we do know someone paid $28 million dollars. For the remaining seat to did, go into space. Did you space. only go 27 and a half? I, 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 I was out at about 24 million oh. is where I tapped out. I put a residual bid in at 24 million. Thought maybe that would do it, but it was going to take another 4 billion to do it. Uh, I don't, something to consider. Someone also had to take into consideration that you would have to be going to space with the Bezos brothers. Because I think there's, what, four seats, and they have two of them, Jeff Bezos and his brother, and you'd need to take that into consideration. Is that a plus? Is that an asset or a liability that you're going with them? If you if you find them to be uh, you know annoying for some reason, then you might, well, I'm going to bid lower. But $28 million did it, and I'd be curious to know. I, I will presume funding might have had to have been verified, but I would also imagine – at least a cursory initial physical probably needs to be conducted before they announce who it is because if they can't pass medical and they don't go, then they're going to have to go to the next highest bidder or mm -hmm. on down for theirs. Because what's the point? I mean, yes, if, you can't, if, you, if you can't do it. If you can't pass medical, right. you know, then – and I would presume that Blue Origin is building in some safeguards so that – it's not just whoever has $28 million. It's whoever has $28 million and meets certain qualifications in order to go. If you're Jeff Bezos and it's your company, they really don't care. But if it's a you know private citizen, they probably need to be a little more careful. Uh, but they have not disclosed the winner's name following the live auction. The identity will be revealed in a couple of weeks. Closer to the brief uh, up-and-down flight from West Texas on July 20th is when they are going to space. For $28 million, I think I should expect to go to the moon. So it's just you're going up to space and then coming right back down? 
Yep. It's a lot. Of, lot Wouldn't of, it be nice to spend, be able to just drop twenty eight million dollars on that? It's like most any other ride that you ride, whether it's at the fair or at Disney World or wherever. It's never long enough. You know, well that that didn't last very long. Yeah, well, uh, but, I liken it to a water slide. You have to walk up all the steps, so you pay all that money. Yeah, the twenty eight really million is the walking down. up the steps, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and down in an instant. But so it's worth it to someone. So good for them. I'll be anxious to finding out who it is. President Biden continuing the G seven summit. Uh, he met the Queen over the weekend. Uh, it did make me laugh. He said that the Queen reminded him of his mother. And I didn't know what to read into that entirely. I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, but it was just odd for a president to say of a monarch, you remind me of my mum. So, but I did like the video. They were cutting the cake on what was her birthday. And they celebrated Prince Philip's birthday last week. And it was her birthday over the weekend. They, uh, she cut the cake with a sword. They said there is a knife. She says, "Oh no, that wouldn't be near as much fun." I was like, "That's right, because <laughs> right. who doesn't?" If I was the Queen of England, I'd be wanting to cut the cake with my sword. Yeah, no, she's awesome as well. So good, uh, good for her. But the G seven summit continues. President Biden going on to meet with uh, Putin. I don't think there will be a whole lot of grandstanding over that. But in other big world news over the weekend, uh, Benjamin Netanyahu out after twelve years as Prime Minister of Israel. And a uh, Naftali Bennett, whose name is not nearly as fun to say as Benjamin or Bibi Netanyahu. I don't know what this means on the world stage as far as relations with Israel, but a changing of the guard there. And Israel's an important part of the political landscape, uh, geo, you know, uh, globally. So we'll see how that uh, how that goes. Back to Friday, Governor Andy Bashir gave what he deemed would be his final regularly scheduled COVID-19 briefing, and he conducted it thanking Kentuckians for their hard work and sacrifices that saved countless lives across the Commonwealth. He also lifted the statewide mask mandate, uh, per his instructions, for most settings and ended capacity limits for restaurants, bars, and other public venues. The mask mandate for Kentucky, uh, for vaccinated Kentuckians, again, according to him, had been lifted since May 13th, but went on and extended that to everyone as of Friday. A new executive order keeps the mask requirement in place only in certain high-risk settings identified by the CDC, like public transit, long-term care facilities, and health care facilities. There, uh, he's encouraging people to continue to be vaccinated. We're 2.1 million Kentuckians that have received at least the first dose of a vaccine. He also won a little uh, caveat that might be missed that I think is worth noting. The state of emergency has not ended. He did not end the state of emergency that we are operating under because he said major programs like grants and executive orders that continue to help Kentuckians impact by COVID-19 would be at risk if it weren't still in place, including a $96 million grant from the Federal Emergency Management Agency for Vaccine Distribution and administration. So it seems a little contradictory, I suppose, to, you know, say, okay, no, no restrictions, go about your business, except for, uh, you know, a few minor exceptions, but we're still going to maintain this state of emergency that we're in. I guess I'm okay with the outcome. It just seems a little in contrast to one another, if you, if you will, kind of mixed messaging, but I guess I'm, I'm okay either way. Uh, by the way, I mentioned the totals, 200, 
on Friday, he announced 237 new COVID cases. That was his final daily number. But that was 1,800 for the week. But most importantly, positivity rate at 2.05%. So, so hovering around that two mark. Yeah, that's good. I'd like to get under that just to showcase that we that we that we can do it. The Ohio County Sheriff's Office is asking for help identifying two suspects who stole a vehicle at Genesis Mines in Centertown. Ohio County Sheriff Tracy Beatty said deputies were dispatched to Genesis Mines uh, on June 3rd after receiving a report of a stolen vehicle. Police were told an 08 Ford F450 flatbed truck had been stolen. The two male suspects gained entry into a shop, later stole the Ford pickup truck, which was in the parking lot. If you have information, you're asked to contact the Ohio County Sheriff's Office and uh, 270-298-4411. The Kentucky Community and Technical College Systems Board of Regents voted Friday to keep tuition flat for the coming year, much to the celebration of a lot of students and families who are uh, conducting the KCTCS uh, system. The pandemic, uh, according to Board Chair Gail Henson, said the pandemic has taken a toll on our students who have been affected in numerous ways, including job loss. The board wanted to help students, and we felt keeping our tuition at the same rate would help thousands of families. The schools of the community and technical college system already have the lowest tuition in the state at $179 per credit hour. Out-of-state students from counties contiguous to uh, Kentucky pay $358 per credit hour. All other out-of-state students pay $627 per credit hour. So it just shows you what a uh, significant break that Kentucky students get for participating in the KCTCS system. Absolutely. I mean, 179 per credit hour. And the takeaway from that is that numbers should be frozen for the next 12 months. Kentucky's Attorney General has challenged a new state parole board rule on Friday, claiming the policy gives the worst of the worst another chance at having their in, uh, life in prison sentences cut short. The rule applies to dozens of inmates, including some of Kentucky's most notorious murderers. Attorney General Daniel Cameron filed the lawsuit in Laurel County Circuit Court, asking a judge to invalidate the policy. He claims the rules violate both state law and Kentucky's constitution. The suit seeks a restraining order as well as injunctions against the rule. The new policy has sparked an outcry from prosecutors statewide. Commonwealth's attorney Jackie Steele joined Cameron in that filing, which asked for an expedited review by the court. The lawsuit takes aim at the rule limiting the board, a parole board's ability to order a prisoner to serve out a life sentence at an initial parole eligibility hearing. The directive grants a new role hearing to more than 40 Kentucky prisoners previously ordered by the board to serve out life sentences for such crimes as murder, rape, and kidnapping. The suit says the cases involve the worst of the worst and says they were rightfully sentenced to life in prison. Uh, complicated issue. So this completely, uh, completely uh, out of left field for me, not an issue that I'm up to speed on. And I do understand over the last 15, 16 months, there have been, because of crowding issues or because of COVID issues or health and safety issues, we've seen sentences commuted i don't think they're for any life and uh as far as i'm not concerned they're not involving uh life in prison without parole people but i understand there are challenging issues i d- guess i didn't know there was a rule or a new rule or a new law so this this planted enough of a seed with me that i need to study up a little bit more mm-hmm. but uh it sounds problematic at least according to the attorney general novak Jokovic claimed his 19th slam 
in a five-set comeback win at the French Open. He, uh, after the first two sets that he dropped, he went back to the locker room and had apparently what he said was a conversation with himself. So he gave himself a little pep talk and then came back and won the final three sets to defeat Stefanos Tsitsipas. Tsitsipas. So for his second championship at Roland Garros, his 19th Grand Slam title overall, one of the reasons that I mention it is because he's just a win away from tying Federer and Nadal for Grand Slam titles. Federer and Nadal, for the better part of 10, 15 years, have been the creme de la creme of the tennis world, and Novak Djokovic has kind of snuck in there with 19 Grand Slam titles. So good for him. Uh, and he's the one that gave the kid the racket. Have you seen that on uh, ESPN I, this I weekend? I think I have. Oh, there, I think I did. there was a young man in the crowd who was cheering him on and giving him pointers during the match. And at the end of the match, he walked over and he handed this young man his racket that he was playing with. And uh, I thought it was uh, very touching. Well, I don't know anything about that. But if I'd seen that. <laughs> Then you would have been okay with it. You would have been a fan. Yes. Yeah. And the All-Star Race was funny. Uh, The the format was funny to have the NASCAR All-Star Race on a Sunday night. Normally, that's on the weekend before the uh, Coca-Cola 600 at Charlotte. But it was out at Texas Motor Speedway. It was hotter than a Sunday in Texas. It was really hot. Uh, You had some first-timers. Chastain and Reddick raced into the NASCAR All-Star event. They had the Open, and then you had to go through the uh, All-Star Race in itself. And so if you don't like Kyle Larson, you won't be happy with the outcome because in the final uh final uh, shootout last night kyle larson won one million dollars for uh also he, he there was uh, uh, brad keselowski snuck in there to break up the sweep by hendrix but it was a it was a nice event it was uh it was okay and sam are you um would you be an advocate that the reds just start playing only on weekends because mm-hmm. two weekends in a row the reds get a sweep well, yeah, the Rockies are horrible on the road. They're five and twenty-seven now at the, on the road. Okay, so yeah. that that helps out a lot when you're playing a team that's not very good. But it's <laughs> it's uh, it's always a good thing when the Reds can can pick up a big sweep. Uh, they played well. They're playing well right now. Reds got a sweep over the weekend, and now what? They visit the Brewers today. They're yeah, in the- uh, in Milwaukee. So uh, good uh, good win for the Reds over the weekend. And then go to San Diego. San Diego. Very good. Got to get a break. We'll come back. Got plenty more on the way. Hang around here on In the Know. Today is Bourbon Day, big uh, economic driver in Kentucky. Some confusion. No one can actually agree on the name bourbon, the origins. Some say it's because of Bourbon County, Kentucky, and it predates... Uh, the naming of the the beverage, by the way, Bourbon. But then some people claim it's because of making it and then sailing it down the Mississippi to Bourbon Street in New Orleans, which then bring us more of that bourbon, the stuff that we sell on Bourbon Street. So there is a uh, bit of a disagreement on the actual origins of its name, but uh, nonetheless part of Kentucky's culture and economy. It is Strawberry Shortcake Day today. Oh, like okay. it. 
It is, uh, of course, you know, it's American Flag Day today, and it's Pop Goes the Weasel Day, celebrating <laughs> the rhyme we've known since childhood and the tune that sticks in our heads every time we hear it played by an ice cream truck. Is there a reason that's today? I don't think so. Not that I'm aware of. I didn't know if it was written today or... I don't No, I didn't get any... Weird? June I, the 14th, I don't... Yeah. But now I'm going to be singing it all didn't day. Didn't get any... So. I didn't get any context on huh. uh, on the timeline, on the timing of the issue. Father's Day coming up on Sunday, a week from yesterday, as you probably are aware. And if you're not, this is a friendly reminder for you in case it matters to you. It may not matter to you, but if it doesn't, then uh, just I guess you can just move along. But if it does, Americans are expected to spend more on dad this year. According to the National Retail Federation, it's a prediction that the U.S. consumers will spend more than $20 billion on gifts. That's not per dad. $20 20 billion is not per dad. Uh, $20 billion on gifts and other items for Father's Day, which is a record high. Survey respondents indicated they plan to spend an average of $174 on Father's Day items. That's $26 more than last year. About half, 47% of the increase comes from spending more on special outings, clothing, and consumer electronics. Now, I just happen to have a list of the things that fathers want and maybe do not want. (laughs) Why did you grab a piece of paper? I need to make notes. You're writing some things down. Oh, I see. So what you're saying is um, your your Father's Day shopping is... uh, is incomplete in incomplete or Absolutely. inconclusive at this point okay. incomplete i was just just checking if what that's what i can deduce from that by the way so's mine uh <laughs> new poll says the top 10 things dads want for father's day uh 512 american dads were polled to find out what he wants to receive on father's day would you rather start at one or at 10 Oh, let's, you got to go 10 to 1. Okay. Yeah, uh, num- I like that. Too. Number 10, having a day to myself. 11% of them said having a day to myself. Number 9 said a food item or beer, liquor, and wine. Same percentage at, at 11%. Can't go wrong with that. Number 8, certificate for an experience. Round of golf, brewery tasting, 12%. 7% of dads said electronics. No. That's at number seven. 14% of dads said electronics. I think, I mean, what what kind of electronics are you discussing when it comes to this? Well, and so think about it for if you had him as a dad. You'd want want something electronic. Yes, but what would you even attempt to buy? That you don't already have, right? Right. It is difficult it's a very it's also a very specific fit. Mm-hmm. It has to fit into the overall daily usage or the suite. You know, things need to things need to integrate well. The one of the maybe one of the worst things that a person can do is bring a piece of tech that doesn't fit into the landscape around the rest of your tech life. Like if I bought you a Samsung tablet precisely if you bought me a samsung tablet i would say what i would start imagining which child can i give this to (laughs) which child would get utility from this because i i will not so while tech is nice without a doubt it needs to come from a list of pre-selected tech rather than just going to the store and going 
give me some tech because it's mm-hmm. not it just won't it, it, you yukon cornelius has chimed in he says that his certificates usually say one free hug and that's okay those uh those, those aren't bad uh number six yukon uh, uh, cornelius is also a person who has very specific tech tastes mm-hmm. and i would imagine that yukon cornelius has a predefined list of tech i would like to have tech mm-hmm. that works for me is my point mm-hmm. i have a tech list but it's not anything you would buy for father's day like it might be a i don't congratulations, you won the lottery type of purchase. Mm-hmm. You know, it would be most of my tech tends to get I, I expensive. Ca- I kind of want to hear what this list is now. <laughs> I'll show you later. <laughs> <laughs> number five, something. Oh, no. Uh, number six, hobby items. 14% of dads said hobby items. Golf clubs, biking equipment, hunting equipment, etc. Now, question would be, and don't don't hear this as I want this. He says his Amazon wish list is ready. <laughs> Range finder. Okay, yeah. Is a range finder that you would use on the golf course, which I've noticed are really fancy now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're really cool. Is that tech? Like, is that two birds with one stone? Mm -hmm. Is a range finder tech? 100%. I think so. 100%. I, I think so. So finding a dad who likes electronics and likes to play golf, that's a win win on the range finder. Uh, number five, 16% say something homemade. Okay. Like so, macaroni and glue and cardboard <laughs> and how paste. Old, how old is the is the well, person giving this gift is probably the question. I mean, if I make my dad a, a I mean, whatever it is, I'm not sure that he'd appreciate it as much. Well, but I think if I helped our kids make him oatmeal cookies... For Father's Day, that's homemade. I think he would enjoy that. Uh, right? For one, don't like oatmeal cookies, <laughs> so let's not get the carried away. Homemade oatmeal cookies? <laughs> no, I don't really like oatmeal. The no bake. I'm sorry, no bake cookies. <laughs> no bake cookies. Now that's different. <laughs> but honey, you know that that's chocolate and oatmeal. Yes, right? but when you say I'm oatmeal sorry. cookies, no bake cookies. That's completely oh my a different thing. <laughs> uh, number four, tools. Sixteen percent of uh, respondents said tools, hand repair tools, grilling tools. Car tools, got it. Uh, number three, clothing, a shirt, sport jersey, tie, socks. Seventeen percent said said that. See, I felt like that'd be really low. I thought it would be. I think that's. I think there are some dads that don't know what they want, and so they say, "Ah, a jersey will be fine, or a shirt will be fine," or because a lot of dads just they really have. Well, they have what they want. Mm-hmm. Now, that, that does not mean they have what they need because um, some of you are holding on to articles of clothing that you pr- probably we need to let go of. And I, by the way, when I say you, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not excluding self mm-hmm. from, that, uh, from that category. Number two, 28% of dads said a special experience with my family. And 28% of dads at number one said a card. Again, I think that is some level of cop-out answer, where you just go, ah, card will be fine. So what, what's number one on your list? I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's somewhere in this next story. 48% of Americans plan to spend more on vacations this summer. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Americans are going all out this summer and spending $1,700 just on vacations. 
according to a study of 2,000 Americans. 45% agreed that they plan to spend more money this year than the past two summers combined. While Americans plan to spend more, they feel comfortable with it. 48% agreed they've saved enough money over the course of the pandemic to spend uh, guilt-free this summer. Vacations emerged as the top thing Americans are looking forward to do. The uh, Where respondents are spending the most, 41%. Other social events are also top of mind, so 55% want to revamp their wardrobe, 22% can't wait to go to a sports game, 21% are interested uh, in going to a concert. After vacations, respondents plan on spending more at restaurants, 38%, and on average, they plan to dine out at least four times a week this summer. But many are also opting to host at home. 32% of respondents plan to spend the most on home upgrades and 25% on hosting friends and family at home. Wow. I saw a troubling story on CBS this morning today that it's it's about travel. Uh, it really doesn't have anything to do with these totals. By the way, vacations top the list. And if you're planning on vacation, many of you, many of us, might be planning to use air travel as part of that vacation. I saw a story on CBS this morning today that says that since January 1st of this year, the TSA has investigated 3,000 air rage incidents over a period of time a significant period of time before January 1st, they had only done 1,500, say, in a five-year period or a two-year period or something longer than the equivalent of the six months that we're looking at. So when, as Americans are returning to the air and trying to get back to normal, there is some type of pent-up rage or some type of level of... Aggression and expectation and that I can do what I want and that and so my guess is that's finding its way into different platforms in our society whether it could be road rage whether it's standing in line rage whether it's dealing with customer service in general whether it's I saw a really terrible incident of a woman from uh, Tennessee punching a Southwest Airlines flight attendant in the face to the point that she was bleeding. And some person tried to storm the cockpit on a flight between LAX and Nashville last week. And so it's just, I'm just kind of giving a PSA of just kind of be aware of your surroundings and people who are acting out and doing things differently as you get back to quote unquote normal, but 3000, 3,000 air rage incidents just in six months. It's a lot. And not even a full six months. It absolutely is problematic. Uh, Something that makes me a little happier is talking about each state's favorite candy, but I must question Kentucky's. June is National Candy Month in honor of this very serious, highly celebrated holiday. They set out to find each state's favorite candy, and the finds were determined using Google Trends. Of 20 different candies and excluded gum, soda, seasonal candies, Kentucky's go-to was Milky Way. Really? I really found that as a surprise. I have no strong opinion towards Milky Way whatsoever. Yeah. My dad's a big Milky Way fan. I don't dislike Milky Way, but it's not something I would pick and go, oh, I must have a Milky Way. But uh, Twix, 
Missouri chose Twix. Mars bars in Tennessee. Mars bars in um, West West Virginia's got the right idea. West Virginia does have the right idea, but I was surprised of how much Milky Way f- falls onto the, and then Skittles, Texas Skittles, Georgia Skittles, Florida Skittles, Hawaii's got a pretty good idea. The almond joy, I do like the almond joy. That's pretty much the only time that I like coconut. Mm-hmm. It's something no, about it. I don't. Nope. There's something really? about no, it. I know. And maybe some people will say California got it figured out. They California went with Starburst. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I like. These are all odd. I'm to probably me. with Maryland the most. That's probably my favorite. The it, crunch, crunch, crunch bar. Crunch bar is not too bad, but it's interesting that if you go, if you look at this this uh, section from uh, Oregon all the way down to Texas, it's Starbursts or Skittles. Pretty much, you know, you go Oregon Starburst, California Starburst, New Mexico Starbursts, Arizona. You've got no uh, Arizona Starburst, New Mexico Skittles. You've got Skittles in Texas. Oklahoma's got Starburst. Where's the chocolate? Well, do they, do they and, just and so maybe have... is it the things that are like le- less likely to melt? Maybe makes me wonder if that has because something to do with because it holds up a little bit better. Maybe it's possible. And so we started the segment by telling you about uh, being Father's Day and what dads want. Here's one dad doing it poorly. A dad dumped eighty thousand pennies on his estranged daughter's lawn for child support. Avery Sanford hadn't seen her dad in years when he dropped off his final child support payment last month, dumping eighty thousand pennies on his ex-wife's lawn. She had just turned 18, and her penny-hoarding dad had pulled up in front of the house and turned the trailer on, so it dumped out all the pennies on the grass. My mom came out and was like, what are you dumping in my yard? She didn't know who it was until he shouted, it's your final child support payment. So the dad thought he was embarrassing his ex-wife, but he was embarrassing his daughter as well, so uh, probably need to be a, a lesson not to, uh, something not to do. Uh, but they took the $800, and they gathered it up, and they donated it to a domestic abuse center. Good, well, for, good. Them. Now, good for them. Good for them. I don't know if that's an indication of the way the marriage went or not, but the fact of who they donated it to... You could deduce some things from that, but uh, there's an example of what not to do as a dad. Got to get to a break. We'll come back. Got more on the way. Hang around here on In the Know. Did you know in Mexico, the Tooth Fairy is known as the Tooth Mouse. Really? I actually think I did know that from my it, it feels high familiar. school Spanish. Mm-hmm. I feel like that was one of the traditions that we talk about. I'm trying to remember how to say mouse in Spanish, and I can't remember now. I'm reminded of Pepito, the Italian mouse, mm-hmm. but I don't know any Mexican mice names. Speedy Gonzalez? Uh, um, is, he's a rodent. Is he, te- is he a mouse, you think? I, I mean, I'm not. Think, I'm not disputing. He, might, so. he might be a mouse, but uh, I know he's in the rodent family. I think he got canceled, though. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I think along with Pepe Le Pew, I think there's been well, uh, Pe- Pepe Le Pew probably. Uh, I think there's been a been a cancellation. But yes, uh, Tooth Fairy is uh, reformatted in in Mexico, 
as uh, as the tooth mouse. So I, I I was unaware of that. It's rattan. Rattan. Yes. Okay. So a tilde over the o, r a t o tilde over n, rattan. Okay. Uh, just r o t a n, not r o a t a n. R a t o n with okay. a tilde right. over the o. All right. Very good. Um, it. I, I saw the um, Andre the Giant documentary on A&E last night. I had already seen it. Uh, it was actually on Saturday. But I had already seen it on HBO, and I'm not sure why I watched it again. But he's kind of a remarkable story for his period leading up to the Hulk Hogan era of the of wrestling. Mm-hmm. And when Hulk Hogan just went you know, gangbusters throughout the nation. You know, when Mr. T, Hulk, Hulk, Hulk Hogan was in Rocky Three. And shows you how big he was, and it really kind of took wrestling to the next level. But up ahead of that, Andre the Giant was the most famous uh, wrestler in the world. And his initial name was uh, Le, the Giant Ferry. It was F-E-R-R-E. was a French word that they used to describe him. But when he came to the United States, they knew they couldn't call him Ferry. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. they com- they just changed it to just Andre Andre the Giant, because promoters said, we can't call this guy a fairy on our posters. He's the eighth wonder of the world or what have you. I also did not get around to watching In the Heights this weekend. I'll presume it was probably number one at the box office, but uh, I did not see it. I did see a piece yesterday morning with Anthony Ramos, who is the star of In the Heights. But coincidentally, back in 2019, when the film version of In the Heights was being filmed, they were also nearby on some of the same streets in the Washington Heights area of New York, they were filming the reboot of West Side Story. And if you have ever seen In the Heights on Broadway, you'll know it's a modern-day story, kind of of what the Latino community community was going through that many years later after you know the infamous West Side Story. Uh, so that's kind of neat that they were there uh, kind of representing mm-hmm. the same thing. But I, I think I'll probably get around to watching that at some point in time. Uh, Miss Buckles, this one's uh, in particular for you. The... Um, the one where they go on a cruise is coming to a cruise ship near you. It is a Friends-based cruise, oh. but it is in no way affiliated with Warner Brothers. There will be no members of the cast. It is not sanctioned officially, but it is a group of uh, Friends fans, super fans, that will be sailing from Florida in May of 2022. They'll have uh, Friends Trivia, a Come as Your Favorite Character costume contest, cooking demos. It's nicknamed The One. The the one when they went on a cruise will depart from Fort Lauderdale with stops in Key West, Mexico, Grand Cayman, just in case you need to be on a break. Yeah. No, thanks. Yeah. Okay, good. Good. (laughs) Well, I... I I mean, if I were, like, much older, um, retired... I mean, maybe is it like a three-day cruise? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Well, so there it's well, there's three that, there's that three I ports find. of call, so it's probably a five-day cruise. But um, no. okay, so that, I was just basically trying to find the true level of your friend's fandom because if it was something you wanted to do and you said let's do this, I'd say well, I mean, I don't dislike Friends, I enjoy Friends, the show, but I'm not I'm not so mad about it like you. But then it made me wonder, is there ever a time in my life where I would say, I want to go on a Star Wars cruise? Uh, 
Oh. And the answer to that would be no. I okay, would good. I would not do that. So, so we're on level I found the level ground. of like okay. if I was willing <laughs> if I was gonna draw the line and say I don't want to go on a well, friend's cruise. Don't they do Disney cruises? They do Disney cruises. Totally Disney different. Cruise Line is a complete it's a So have you done or are you going to do that? Um, At some point, Disney Cruise Line is notoriously more expensive mm-hmm. than the other cruise line brands, and so we're more of a Royal Caribbean type of mm-hmm. cruising family than we are uh, a Disney. But that's that's no knock on Disney. It just yeah, they get you. <laughs> they know how to get you in the door. <laughs> yeah, they kind of they kind of do that. Uh, Rod Stewart's wife. I thought this was funny. Rod Stewart's wife Penny is now patrolling London streets as a cop. Oh. Okay. That's if that's something she enjoys and I guess that makes her a bobby. Isn't that what they call cops in London? They call cops uh, she might not be in London, she might be in Scotland for all I know or in England. And then also we were sad to learn that Ned Beatty, who is uh, a native of Kentucky, a graduate of Transylvania University, Ned Beatty passed away at the age of 83. He was had famous roles in Deliverance, also had famous roles in uh, the show, the movie Network. He was also in Superman. And so we say goodbye to Ned Beatty as of natural causes at 83 as of yesterday. So got to get to a break. We'll come back and wrap it up for the morning here on In the Know. It's been a night in L.A. Just another chance to see. MB's point to ponder for today. Ever notice how the two worst feelings in the world are having a job and not having a job? (laughs) (laughs) Like, I got a job. Oh, I don't have a, I don't have a job. Have you seen this photo, by the way? I know the audience won't be able to see it, but in China, the elephants sleeping that were on their side. If you watch, if you watch any national news coverage, you'll see it anyway. It was kind of remarkable. I saw it yesterday and was going to send it to you. It's pretty neat. On television tonight, the celebrity dating game is returning to television. Uh, it is the premiere hosted by Zoe Deschanel and Michael Bolton with a roster of celebrity singles from TV, music, comedy, and film in the pursuit to find love. Obviously, a reboot of the old uh, dating game. So I, I don't know if it's they're kind of rebooting all of these, aren't they? Yeah, they're just there's no. It's kind of like songs. Who's there's hosting it? Zoe Deschanel okay. and Michael Bolton, which which I love her. Michael but... Bolton is an odd host for this. Like, where's I'd Michael agree. Bolton been? <laughs> Michael Bolton mismanaged his fortune, and now all of a sudden he That's needs kind of, to. I mean, I never really took her as being a game show host either. I don't know. I don't know. Just her her personality of it. You love her from Gossip Girl, correct? Oh, I thought you were asking me. I said, no, no when, I, I, think, well, of, when yes. I think of her, I think of Elf. I, well, and so that was what I was going to say first. Elf first, and then yeah. Gossip Girl. Yeah, she's Jovi to me, because I've not seen Gossip Girl. I just know that there are other sorry, things she's involved in. I'm sorry, not Gossip Girl. It's, um, um, it's, it's not, not Gossip Girl? No, it's not. <laughs> and she's in Yes Man, isn't she, with Jim Carrey? Oh, I'll tell you in just a second. Yes, I think that's right. I think that's, and that's a pretty solid movie. Today's highlight in history. New Girl. New Girl, that's it. Uh, 1993, President Bill Clinton nominated Judge Ruth, uh, Judge Ruth Bader Ginsburg to serve, serve on the U.S. Supreme Court. In 1775, the Continental Army, forerunner of the United States Army, was created. In 1777, the Second Continental Congress approved the design of the original American flag. In 15, 1954, President Eisenhower signed a measure adding the phrase, under God, to the Pledge of Allegiance. In birthdays today, Marla Gibbs is 90. Marla Gibbs played Florence on the Jeffersons. Okay. So that's where you know Marla Gibbs from. 
Former President Donald Trump is 75 today. Boy George is 60. Yasmin Bleeth is 53. And Lucy Hale is 32, the actor. Gone but not forgotten. Harriet Beecher Stowe in 1811. Dr. Alzheimer in 1864. Harriet Beecher Stowe, she's a Kentuckian, isn't she? Um, I think uh, she is. I should so I didn't this. think Harriet Beecher Stowe was a Isn't Kentuckian. she Uncle Tom's Cabin? Yeah, she wrote Uncle I Tom's Cabin. Is she from Kentucky? I, if so, I was completely unaware of that. Or she wrote that book in Kentucky, maybe. And I don't know. in 1909, Burl Ives was born as Great well. voice. Burl Ives. I don't know that he wrote or is the only person, the first person to do Holly Jolly Christmas, but as far as I'm concerned, it's the most famous version of Holly Jolly Christmas. Let's go to Chart Toppers and try to get to 1955. Bill Haley and the Comets from the American Graffiti soundtrack, but then also went on to be the Happy Days theme song. If you're going to the 50s, this this is a good 50s song. You could do worse, oh, is yeah. what you're saying. 100, 100%. No, I like that song. So, you you got to bop your head to it. Um, Harriet, Harriet Beecher, so she was born and died in, in Connecticut. So. Connecticut. I don't know where I'm thinking. All right, 1964, the Ray Charles Singers were number one. Love me with all of your heart. When do we get to the Ray Charles part? His son sound like Ray Charles. No. That's, that's why it's important they put the Ray Charles singers on the end. But if Ray Charles is not included in the singers, I'm much less interested. Is this just his backup singers? They just did a spinoff of sorts? Yes. They would sing while he was taking a break. Mm-hmm. I really hate to bail out on it because mm-hmm. I'm thinking the moment that I get ready to bail, Ray's going to come in. Well, I think that would have been his moment guy, right there. Those guys are not. Those guys are not Ray Charles. That would have been your moment right there. The when they got into the chorus, mm-hmm. it was going to you know it. It just wasn't going to happen. Yeah, that song kind of took over. Um, or actually, trying to play that song back, it took over the browser. So having trouble with it. Let's go to 1973. Paul McCartney and Wings, number one with My Love. My heart can stay with my love It's understood It's in the hands of my love I like McCartney's hair there. They were all seeing the, sing, the same barber during that uh-huh. time. Linda was seeing a barber. <laughs> Paul was seeing a barber. Everybody in Wings was just... There must have been somebody in the band who fancied themselves a barber, but only knew how to give one haircut. <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. I'm not, no, I mean, it's... I'm, it, not, I'm not wrong. He's looking like Billy Ray Cyrus. Yeah, bit. absolutely. 1982, Ray Parker Jr., number one, with the other woman. The only reason that I like this song is because in it somewhere he says, Oh, shucks. <laughs> it's hard not to like a song that, does, that says shucks. Say it right there. Shucks. Alright. The show has been made for today. Thanks, Ray. Yep. Alright, 91 More Than Words. Extreme. I Turn to You, Christina Aguilera in 2000. Beyonce Halo in 09 and B.B. Rexa in Florida Georgia Line meant to be in 2018. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Uh, let's see. 
MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today is, it is better to fail in originality than to succeed in imitation. It is better to fail in originality than to succeed in imitation. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Look forward to seeing you back here tomorrow for another edition of our show. For Sam Gormley, for Beej, I'm MB, and now you're in the know.